Amplifying Leadership, a podcast where we discuss all things leadership through our guest stories, sharing of challenges, and of course, our wins too. My name is Tara Lehman, and I'm a partner, coach, and consultant at Twin Life Coaching and Business Services, of which Amplifying Leadership is a division. For our leadership clients, we love to support you with tools, coaching, learning, and information through all of our leadership services. To find out more about Amplifying Leadership, or our leadership community that we would love for you to be a part of, please visit amplifyingleadership.ca. Today, I am welcoming Patricia Pastor. Patricia is a human rights lawyer and professional speaker who has an interesting career of investigating employment matters, launching and leading a corporate legal department as chief counsel, and pursuing justice for crime victims through negotiation, advocacy, and civil courts. That's a lot. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So I want to start with learning a bit more about you because you have quite the background. Why don't you tell us a little bit more maybe of your leadership or how you got to where you are today? Yeah, sure. So, well, I'm not a, uh, I didn't follow a traditional path. I went to college when I was 30, over 30. for you. Yeah, my parents, you know, weren't able to pay and, and it was very challenging for me at that age to pursue self-development and higher Mm -hmm. education because I had personal issues in in my childhood home. It was a difficult upbringing, Mm -hmm. violence, it was financial hardships. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I wasn't in a place where I could do it for myself. Certainly my parents weren't able to. So while my friends were going to college, I took a civil service exam at my mother's um, suggestion. And Mm -hmm. I ended up as an assistant with the NYPD. Okay. So yeah, that's how I started out. Yeah, that's quite the journey. Yeah, it is. And and so I was 10 years in total there. Mm -hmm. And the last four, I was in an investigative unit. And mm-hmm. I was reviewing and analyzing reports of child abuse with the Queen's Sex Crimes. Oh, wow. So awesome. I was very young and I got thrown mm-hmm. into a very high trauma kind of environment and learning how to navigate that, dealing with the district attorney's office and the child services mm-hmm. agencies. And the skills I learned were invaluable. And I could write a book on that experience. I'll bet you could. Wow. It's very interesting. (laughs) And you should. I think it's important to talk about, you know, traumas and stuff that happens and people like you, I mean, that's a tough job, but to share those stories and and know that there's help out there. That's, that's amazing. What would you say then, you know, obviously one of your obstacles was some, some childhood stuff that happened, but when it comes to moving up into leadership, was there any other obstacles that maybe held you back or that you had to overcome? I think that my biggest obstacle was my own inner um, struggle. Okay. My own inner struggle with myself. I don't think, although lots of things, of course, did happen externally, and I think for all of us, things are always happening in our lives that mm-hmm. maybe create obstacles. But for me, uh, my biggest obstacle was, uh, you know, finding motivation within myself. Okay. Yeah. Because, because of my history, my childhood history, I, I, was, I, I was lacking in a certain level of self-esteem when I was very young. So mm-hmm, I really had to look for 
support. And I had to Mm -hmm. find a way to change the way I think and the way I go through life and my Mm -hmm. concept and my overall vision before I could become a leader. So while I always had leadership qualities within me, I needed that self-confidence to Mm -hmm. know that I could serve as a leader to others. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I've come to identify my greatest qualities and how I oh, best. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, I'm good at deep human connection, mm-hmm. authenticity and problem solving. That's I'm great. Good at teaching and modeling those qualities. That's and- important when it comes to leaders is modeling what you're doing, Right. Practice what you preach, lead by example, you know it. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So, you know, I believe all leaders need to have these qualities in order to be most effective in their work Mm -hmm. and in their lives, frankly. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you do mention uh, even earlier to me a couple of topics around leadership that are important. And then you just mentioned living authentically and moving from adversity to resilience. Why are those topic so important to leaders or leadership what do you what are your thoughts on that well I think living authentically is critical because Mm -hmm. our fire our passion our inner light is what brings others to their own passion and purpose Mm -hmm. we lead best as we just talked about by modeling Mm -hmm. the values that we're teaching and promoting absolutely so for me One of the ways we do that is, first of all, by listening deeply Mm -hmm. to our mentees or clients or employees, whoever it is that we're leading, Mm -hmm. we need to be listening deeply to others. And we also need to be sure that we're present. So Mm -hmm. in other words, we keep our bodies, we keep our minds rather Mm -hmm. where our bodies are. Mm-hmm. So that means we're not drifting off and we're not thinking about the next thing we're going to say when we're talking. Yes. And this is the same, whether you're one-on-one coaching someone or you're in front of an audience, a mm-hmm. large audience, um, people want to know that you're present with them. Absolutely. If we're going to be effective, we need to tune in with full attention, without distractions and without a wandering mind. Mm-hmm. So if I'm really hearing and understanding my client's problem, I can impact them in a beneficial way. If not, yeah. not so much. And and it can be very, very hard sometimes when we've got what I call the mouse wheel going around in our head with all of our own to-do lists or worries. And we're trying to really provide that active and deep listening. And it's a matter of when those things come into your mind, it's just make them go. They can come back later when you have time, but you have to like 100% focus. I love that you brought up listening because it is a huge factor in communication. Yes. And, you know, I studied communications. I, my Mm -hmm. bachelor's is in communications and media arts and my minor was journalism. And that's been a big help to me because journalists Mm -hmm. write very concisely and clearly and Mm -hmm. lawyers write in a very verbose wordy (laughs) way because initially that's how you know, yeah. the profession, people <laughs> yeah. wouldn't understand what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> I value that, that concise language. So I write that way as well. And I think the way to be present and listen, 
aside from what you mentioned, which is also Mm -hmm. important that you just bring your focus back, Mm -hmm. is that when you're serving your clients and your audience, keep your focus on your purpose. Why Mm -hmm. am I here with these people right now? You're here to serve them. So if Mm -hmm. you're focused on their body language, their gestures, the sound and quality of their voice, how they're dressed, their emotional signals, if any, Mm -hmm. afterwards, then you really don't have any space in your head for whatever the other extraneous stuff is, you know? So it's keeping your mind on the why. Uh, Why am I I doing this? And then that keeps you tuned in. And I like that you bring up all the other parts of listening, which is those visual cues as well. And that's not just about the audible ones, but the visual ones are so important because you can read a lot out of body language. I mean, if I wasn't sitting here talking to you and I looked mad, we wouldn't be having such a a different conversation. You know, it would be very different. So I 100% love that you brought all that up about listening and, and being authentic and, and with purpose. The purpose is such a great word, perfect word to use for that. Yeah. And I call those, I call those actions of being aware of body language and gestures and tone of voice. I call that being present. I call it presence. Yes. So it's deep listening and then it's presence because listening is just your ears, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then presence means I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Feel me with you. So that's, you know, that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's very important. It's not just the ears. We have to be with exactly. the person with all of our senses. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I love that you brought that up. It's very important and a key skill. And it does take, sometimes take practice to, to learn and grow that skill. So it's like a muscle, right? You got to keep working it. Absolutely. <laughs> so I know that you had um, a couple of other topics, subject matters that you'd like to talk about. One of them being transforma- uh, transformation leadership And they're important as leaders. So maybe feel free to share a little bit more about why you feel that's important. Yeah, well, in terms of transformation, I think we bring all of our characteristics to our leadership work. Mm -hmm. So we bring whatever positive traits we have, and we bring some that are not so positive. Mm -hmm. So it's in our best interests and the best interests of the people we're leading, if our most helpful traits are the ones we're radiating out into the world that will impact them. So we want those we lead to see us at our happiest, most impactful, and most grounded. Mm -hmm. That's how we're going to be effective. So to lead, we need to bring our best self. And I think we intuitively know this. So because of that, many of us require transformation if we want Mm -hmm. to be our best self. Uh, An example of this would be, uh, I work in uh, sexual harassment and Mm -hmm. sexual assault, those types of things. So this is, this is obviously a stark example. There are Mm -hmm. some that are not quite as noticeable and extreme, but I think it applies across the board. So a business client had Mm -hmm. an executive who was very important to the company who brought in significant business. He was a big revenue generator. Companies today, they'll know that profits may be top priority, but they can't be the only priority, right? Mm-hmm. How, leader behaves, okay. how we behave in a workplace is critical to the success of the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to impact that company's reputation among potential employees, among investors, mm-hmm. and the general public when that's yes. applicable. 
Yeah. So the paradigm doesn't fly anymore of I can act the way I am because I'm the big shot and I make all the money and I, I bring all the business, right? Yeah, so, that's right. So there was a particular executive engaging in conduct that I would say I would call bullying type conduct. Okay borderline harassing towards females. Okay. And this wasn't a one-off thing. This was a consistent ongoing type of behavior that Mm -hmm. was happening. And I was asked in this case, as a lawyer to speak to the executive because they really wanted to salvage that professional relationship. Mm -hmm. Again, it was valuable, but his behavior simply was intolerable and they weren't going to be able to continue with him. And I was able to effectively uh, work with him and he was able to change that behavior. So that brought in another leadership area for me because now I offer coaching for executives who may have some of those problematic behaviors and not aware of it or not able to see it clearly enough to make changes Mm -hmm. uh the unconscious sometimes it's just the unconscious sometimes it's not but sometimes it is well listen I think we're all traumatized and Mm -hmm. a lot of times people who engage in bad behavior are engaging in that because of as you said it's a uh it's an automatic traumatic response to their own history Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. they've been doing it for so long that they don't even, they either think it's funny or whatever it is they think. Yes. It's a coping mechanism for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're not proactively seeking to harm anyone, but they are harming someone in the impact. The overall mm-hmm. impact is that there are people being harmed. So it mm-hmm. has to be addressed. And when mm-hmm. you have executives who are willing to look at that and willing to do the work to correct their behavior, yeah. everybody wins. It's a win-win. Yeah. The executive yeah. wins, the company wins. And the customers the company win. Wins. <laughs> yeah. The clients, the employees, you yes. know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like that. That And that was a great example too, because sometimes it still happens in business, um, these types of things. And if even just us having that quick chat about it means someone's unconscious becomes conscious, then they know there's help out there. So, I mean, that's, that's key too. Awesome. What do you feel then is the biggest part of leadership to lead effectively moving on from what we've already discussed? There's another big part that you wanted to share. Yeah. I mean, I think there are a lot of things and obviously we could talk forever about the things, but (laughs) I think that one thing I would say is that, you know, leading authentically means I speak up when something is wrong or goes mm-hmm. against my values. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a, not every little slight, but when there's intolerable behavior. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And setting boundaries is mm-hmm. very important. You, can, you can't, you know, I have an open door type policy. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. someone can come in and just talk forever. Yes. <laughs> You know, limit, limits are, it's just like with a child, when you're a parent, mm-hmm. you, you, they, you know, people want and need those limits. We function better yeah. with those limits and a good leader is going to set those kinds of limits. I remember having um, an open door when I was leading um, a distribution center up here in Canada. 
but there were times when, you know, it would be, what is, what is it we need to talk about? Because I only have about 20 minutes. You know, my door's not always open because I have meetings, which is something else that we need to talk about in a, another podcast, but <laughs> all the meetings we don't have, but having that open door with boundaries was very important to allow the schedule even to continue with everything else that was going on. So boundaries, I agree, are, and, and work-life boundaries too, I think, need to come into there as well. I mean, we all need it, right? <laughs> we definitely do. We definitely do. Um, so, so I'm going to add a tip for everybody listening. It's coming to be vacation time. Take yours. Unplug. Take your vacation. As leaders, take your vacation. Important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and I would say that the one final thing I would say is that I think you have to consider self-inquiry, no matter who you mm, are, yeah. where you come from. It's uh, it's an amazing practice for enhancing leadership. If mm-hmm. you take just 10 minutes at the end of each day and evaluate your day, mm-hmm. ask yourself how you have performed as a leader and how you, even, even how you've engaged in your personal interactions with families, mm-hmm. friends, this can raise awareness that will push you forward. I um, love that as a leader. It's it's so true. We do have to look at ourselves, not just the team, right? And and that's why it's so important for us to always, you know, it, like you said, ten, 10 minutes at the end of the day, it's not a long time, but you can at least see what you did well, what didn't go well, you know, and start the next day off fresh at work, right? Absolutely. If we're yeah. not, if we're not showing up the way we expect others to show up, yeah. We, nothing we say. You know, that's, you know, that old saying, do as I say, not as I do. It's a yes. discipline. That doesn't fly in yeah. leadership. That's not, nope. a leader, that's not a leader's adage. What we do is we say, do as I do. Yes. And we model the behavior that we're exactly. looking for. If you want someone to show up on time, you show up on time uh-huh. early and do yes. it every single day. Yes. I talk about that with meetings. <laughs> time management means you're also on time. You're not going to host a meeting and be late for it. You're going to be on time every time, right? It's so important. And yeah, it's respect too, which is another key key aspect of leaders is having that respect. Yes. So I want you to consider everything you shared with us today. And I want you to give us that action that we could potentially take, say within the next five days, to get us started to one thing that would be, you know, to your key of leadership that we could start within the next five days. What would that action be? I mean, I would say that if you get yourself a little journal Mm -hmm. and you start with the 10 minutes a day, Mm -hmm. evaluating your day and Mm -hmm. write out what you've, what you've discovered, uh, that will take you, that will be a great start to get you on your way. I also would recommend that you choose three resources. Okay. And this goes into the adversity, moving from adversity to resilience, Mm -hmm. which is another area I speak on. Mm -hmm. In order to be our best self and and, and be the best leader we can be, we need to have resources, which means we need support. Yes. We, need, we need something holding us so that we mm-hmm. can hold space for others, right? So yes. if we're the leader, 
we've got to be in the best condition so that we can lead others. So resourcing, choose three things that help you have your best day. To I be love your that. Best. So yes. whether it's this, and, and, and the way you find those resources is you just think about your senses. What do I want to see? What mm-hmm. do I want to hear? What do I want to smell? What yeah. do I want to touch? What do I want to taste? Yes. So you can choose three things. You can choose a scent that you love. Mm-hmm. To spray. You can choose a fabric, a scarf that you want to put around yourself. Mm-hmm. You can choose a piece of art that you oh, I like that too. Wall or flowers that you're going to have in your office. And if you start with resourcing and getting in the practice of resourcing, you will find that your days are happier, more grounded, calmer, mm-hmm. and that makes you more effective as a person and as a leader. Mm-hmm. And I like that you talk about the five senses because they they are how we live and they are how we can find more happiness and balance in our lives is by using our senses and our resources around them. So that was that was an amazing end to our our episode today with sharing that five senses people don't forget about them. <laughs> thank so thank you so much. I'm wondering um, if you wouldn't mind sharing how our guests could get a hold of you if they had any questions or wanted to learn more. Absolutely. So I can be reached um, at my website which okay. is traumainformedjustice.com. You can also contact me via email, patricia at pmpastorlaw.com. And you can also connect to me on LinkedIn, which you can just, I think, type in Patricia Pastor, and you'll probably find me that way on LinkedIn, since I, I don't know how to read out the url so oh that's okay they'll be able to find you and and probably based on your uh your career history they'll know it's you yes all right well thank you so much for sharing your experiences and tips thank you tara A big thank you to our listeners. I do hope you are taking away a few tips to enhance your leadership today and over the next five days as well. If you are new to leadership or a seasoned leader who knows that leadership coaching, consulting, or learning are ways to grow on your leadership journey, or perhaps you want to join our leadership community, then please visit us at amplifyingleadership.ca, a twin life coaching and business services division. Until next time, please be safe and be an amazing leader or leader to be. Mm-hmm.